For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When Jackson State University was founded in 1877, who could have imagined what it would become? A top 20 HBCU, a top three producer of black PhDs, and a home of the summa cum laude of bands, the sonic boom of the South. Our founders would be amazed at the incredible achievements of our students and alumni. They'd be proud of our high research distinction They'd be proud of just how far we've come. JSU continues to challenge minds and change lives. To all of our donors, we say thank you. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 216 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And I have the pleasure of being joined by the Director of Athletic Media Relations for South Carolina State, none other than Kendrick Lewis. Welcome to the show, Kendrick. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining us. I can imagine it's a busy, busy week for you guys gearing up to head to Atlanta. So I want to thank you for taking the time out to join us. So how busy are you? What's it like right now? It's bananas. It's bananas. It's crazy. I mean, it's, you know, we're blessed to be here. First time in Atlanta, the Celebration Bowl. Uh, the media um, <laughs> the media requests have been crazy. Um but the good thing about it is we're playing in December. That's uh, any, any team's dream, just to be playing in December. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Well, congratulations to you guys on a tremendous season, 6-5 overall, but 5-0 and in the conference, MEAC champions, and, of course, a chance to win an HBCU national championship. So talk about this season in the MEAC. What, is it, what have things been like? Well, you know, the MEAC is the MEAC, you know, uh, it's, it's 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 a tough road. There, there was no one team above the rest in the MEAC. Uh, we were all vying for that that title of being MEAC champs. Uh, the games were close, tough, but you know we pulled through. We had some you know tough out of conference games with Clemson, New Mexico State, you know Florida and them. But uh, we weathered the storm. Um, I think this team is very young. Um, offensive line, you got you starting three freshmen. Um, <clears throat> defensive front. Couple of freshmen, um, 
there's no one player that stands out above the rest. You know, Kobe Durant is Kobe Durant. You know, top NFL prospect, the lead on defense, uh, smart, gutsy player. Uh, he, he plays with his heart on his shoulders, you know, despite his size. So um, I was just so excited for these guys. You know, they're so young, you know, so young. And, uh, but the one thing about it, they're a team. They play together. They like each other. They stick together. They enjoy Coach Pugh. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. everybody says Coach Pugh is the dean of the uh, MEAC coach. <laughs> Absolutely. Of HBCU coaches. <laughs> right, right, right. And he, and, you know, they say he's the grumpy old man, but he's not. Uh, he's out there having fun with those kids. You know, he loves those guys. And um, it's just exciting to watch Coach Pugh get out there and, and you know, do what he loves to do. And, um, you know, and coach this team. And, you know, you talked about those out-of-conference games, specifically in the MEAC. You know, obviously there's been some attrition in recent years with several universities moving to other conferences. Of course, FAMU and Bethune joining us here in the SWAC. So how different was that for you guys? I mean, was it awkward with the amount of MEAC games being played and so many more out-of-conference games than normal? Well, not really because, you know, we still play those guys. We we, we still got, you know, FAM on the schedule. Mm. We still got A&T on the schedule. We still got Bethune on the schedule. They just okay. don't count in our conference race. Um, you know, <laughs> Coach P always said, you know, the road to the uh, – to the title, if it's less, it's always best. But you know, we we still gonna play the tough opponents. Excuse mm-hmm. me, we still gonna play the tough opponents. We're still gonna do what we gotta do, you know, um, in Bulldog country to get prepared for the teams like Jackson State, which is a tremendous talent on both sides of the ball. So, you know, it's no cakewalk for the Bulldogs. Everybody want a gun at you because you know we're pick number one preseason, mm-hmm. um, which we don't get into preseason rankings at all. It's how you finish, mm-hmm. um, but. Again, we you still got to see the fams. You still got to see the Bethunes. You still got to see the ANTs, and and they're tough. <laughs> Whether in the SWAC, um, the MEAC, they're tough regardless. And looking strictly at the standings, and you kind of alluded to the the fact that it was a you know, tough road in the MEAC. Seems as though there's a lot of parity in that league with three teams finishing six and five. But, of course, you guys uh, went undefeated in conference play. So how competitive was the league itself despite the reduced number of teams? Oh, it was very competitive, very competitive. It was uh, one of those things to where it was every man for himself. You know, you lose one, you're done. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's one of the things that, you know, we, we've always uh, kept in our mind. My, our mindset is that, you know, every game is could be your last game if you're not mm-hmm. careful. And um and and, and you know you, it, I mean Central, great team, Delaware State, Howard. There was no dominant team in the conference this year. Everybody was there playing their playing their best game, like it was their last game. And you know, and fortunately we came out on top. And um, and we were tremendously blessed just to be in this position. You know, it's one of our goals we said at the beginning of the year to hey, you know, we want to win. We we want to get to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's we want to get to Atlanta. We want we want to win the conference, get to Atlanta. You know, the celebration bowl is what? That's the Super Bowl of HBCU. So mm-hmm. that's the biggest platform in the country right now, as far as right. in, you know, in December. Absolutely. And now you guys haven't played a game since November twentieth. So yeah. you and company will have about four weeks to prepare for this game by the time we kick off. But you know, having that much time off, I think it can be an advantage or a disadvantage, really depending on how you look at it. So have you heard Coach Pugh mentioning weighing the rest versus the rust factor heading into this game? <laughs> you know, that's a good question. Um, you know, we had some time to uh, get some rest and prepare. But, you know, 
I think a lot of people uh, don't realize we played in the spring as well. Mm. But we've been busy. We we mm-hmm. we've been playing pretty much year round from ever since what February up until now. So I think a little bit of rest is needed for these guys. Um, to you know to 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 fix any like bumps and bruises that we have. But um, I think you know taking some time off, we're just eager to play. We're ready to get back at it. Um, uh, and practicing a little bit. But for the most part, those guys just wanted to see you know. Who was our opponent going to be? Which everybody kind of knew was going to be Jackson State, you know, mm-hmm. you know, especially coming out the SWAC. Um, but the SWAC is very competitive. Uh, we we kept our eye on, you know, every team, not just Jackson State, because you never know. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, we we've um, we've taken we've taken advantage of that break a little bit. But then again, just like you said, we we try not to get too uh, complacent to the fact that we you know we get have a little bit of rust on us. So Co- Coach Pugh has done a great job of keeping those guys busy. Uh, mind straight, mind focused on football and getting the task, getting, I mean, handling the task ahead of us with Jackson State. Right. You know, when you talk to a coach, they always welcome that rest. They want to heal up. But when you talk about 18 to 22 year old kids or, or young men, they want to play. So, how right. antsy is this team? How antsy are these players to get out there? You know, <laughs> that, that is, these guys are, I've been around the program for a while. Six, this is my 16th season oh, wow. that I've never seen a group of guys ready to play football or just out there having fun and enjoy being around each other. Mm-hmm. And um, despite the layoff, these guys wanted to play. They wanted to play. They was ready. You know, they, if we could have fast forward the, the game to December 1st, I think that would have been great for these guys. And um, being in practice and watching them, there's just a bunch of, like you said, a bunch of 18, 20 year olds, a bunch of kids out there just running around having fun, like ready to, ready to get to Atlanta, ready to be on that national stage. And um, I can honestly say with these guys, when the lights turn on, they're ready to play. They're, they're not afraid of the big stage. So, I mean, we, we, we've had games where we've been there, like Clemson and New Mexico State. So mm-hmm. um, they're just ready to play some football. We're ready to see some football, so we're right there with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of national attention and hype surrounding the hiring of Deion Sanders at Jack State. I'm sure you guys heard about it up there. <laughs> he had a oh, yeah. tremendous he had a tremendous <laughs> first full season uh, this fall going 11 and 1, of course, undefeated in conference play. This was his first or this is his first head coaching job and he's one of the newest head coaches in college football period whereas your coach coach Pugh is the longest tenured active head coach in HBCU football. This is his 20th season. So just talk about, and I know you could probably go on, it could be an entire show talking about Coach Q, but I guess in a nutshell, what has he meant to this program? I know it's going to be hard to to state that in a short amount of time, but but what has he meant to this program? Well, let me start off by saying, like, Coach Prime is Coach Prime. He's one of the, 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 the uh, elite. Uh, coaches in the country he's proved that in his first season I mean but he's a football mind and, and with all due respect we respect him um you know we're fans of even coach Pugh is a big fan of coach yeah. Brian mm-hmm. and uh what he's meant to that Jackson State in a year um is amazing but what coach Pugh means to us it's like words can't explain what he means to this program this uh-huh. school this university you know he's a he's an alum here he played here um he's in the community uh 20 seasons um Wow, I, I can go on and on about this guy. I know, uh, right? <laughs> he's a he's a hard nosed coach, but then again, he has the biggest heart in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, he um puts his time in, and you know that's 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 a lot to say about a guy like him at his age. But he's having fun. He's not ready to stop yet. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we enjoy because this team is so young, and 
he loves going to practice. We was in Atlanta last week for the site visit. And he's I got to get back to my team. I got to get back to my team. He was just like, you know, he was sick because he wanted to be back with his guys. Mm -hmm. he, he, he never misses a practice. So mm -hmm. that says a lot about who he is. You know, he's up five, six in the morning for a 6.30, mm -hmm. 7 o'clock practice. And wow. he's at the office all day. And, and you know, he's <laughs> – wow. I mean, the win in his coaching school history. Mm -hmm. Um. Wow, and and he's very humble. He don't he, do, he doesn't get too much into awards. You know, he, he is what it is. You know, he he um praises his coaching staff when he wins an award, the team wins an award. It's like a, um it's a unit. It's a it's a team award. It's it's, it's not Coach Hughes award. So, uh, what he what he means to Bulldog country, I think you'll see Saturday. <laughs> I think you'll see Saturday. They, uh, we 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 have nothing but love for Coach Hughes. And um and what he's done for this program. I mean, we we got 18 championships mm -hmm. in school mm -hmm. history. I've been a part of eight. He's probably been a part of 16, 17 as a player, a coach, as, as you know, as a, as a player, assistant coach, and a head coach. So, mm -hmm. you know, he is SC State. Besides Coach Jeffries, you know, you can't you can't forget about the legend. So, mm -hmm. you know, he, wow. he he means a lot to us. Absolutely. Wow, man. I mean, just a ton of success he's had at South Carolina State. You mentioned the championships, 142 games he's won. And, mm. you know, again, you can go on and on with his uh, his resume, his list of accomplishments. But this will be South Carolina State's first appearance in the Celebration Bowl. So in the moment, do you think the team I'm, – I'm pretty sure Coach Pugh realizes the significance of it. And he's talked about how he wasn't a big fan of the Celebration Bowl initially, but uh, he, he got on board and, you know, he hasn't been able to appear in the game until now. So I, I know he understands how special it is. But you think the players and the fans in the moment realize it? Because sometimes when you're in the moment, you don't understand it until you reflect back on it years later. I think that uh, for us, um, just like Coach said, we've been trying to get here for a couple of years. And I think now it's finally sinking in. You have a couple of days before the biggest game probably. You know, and um, it definitely uh, of the season. You know, and it's definitely one of Co uh, Coach Pugh's career. Uh, the stage is set. The stage is set. You know, two of the best historic uh, HBCUs in the country are going to go head to head on national TV. You know, the, there's no turning back now. So I think it's finally sinking in. You know, you know, we definitely, the players definitely want to make sure that Coach Pugh is represented well and South Carolina State is represented well, and they're going to go play their hearts out. They're going to leave everything on the field. Um, they, like I said, there's no turning back. And Coach Pugh understands the, um, the significance of this game. And he understands how important it is for our fans at our university. So I'm pretty sure he's going to have a game plan. He's going to be there. He's going to be ready. Mm -hmm. Coincidentally, it's Jackson State's first appearance in the game as well. So yeah. <laughs> the buzz is enormous. Would you say it's the same for you guys in Orangeburg? Right. The buzz. Yeah, the buzz, the buzz is crazy. And ticket sales. That tells mm. it all. Numbers, <laughs> what, what, what do you always say? Numbers don't lie. People do. So uh -huh. the, the numbers, you know, the numbers are there. You know, sold out. Mm -hmm. So um, we're excited. We're excited uh, to, to be playing against probably one of the biggest uh, crowds in uh, the cricket bowl history. I mean, in celebration bowl history. Um, and we just definitely want to go out there and play well and, and represent South Carolina State to the best of our ability. Sure thing. Sure thing. And Kendrick, I definitely want to take a look at this ball club, the South Carolina State ball club. Offensively, the Bulldogs average 22 points per game. Who are some key who are some key guys on the offensive side of the ball? Well, you got to start with the quarterback. 
Corey Fields Jr. I mean, he's 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 a leader. Young, young, young. You know, he's he's already he's graduating this year with his degree, but he has two more years remaining on the field. And he's thrown for almost what 2,300 yards mm-hmm. quietly, you know. But he's he's the leader. He keeps this unit together. Um, then you look at Kendrell Flowers, redshirt freshman, rushed for over eight hundred and twelve hundred eleven eleven yards, ten touchdowns. Um, this guy can do it all. You know, he's uh, he can catch the ball at the backfield. He's he's a he's a savvy runner. Um, then you go to the offensive line, very very young, mm-hmm. starting three freshmen. Um, wow, yeah, uh, Eric Brown Jr., uh, Nick Chase, Cam Johnson. And I think the one of the things that's helped those guys is when they played in the spring. That was mm-hmm. the first time ever playing. So they kind of, they kind of gelled together. So you got those guys going to be together for like, you know, the next, what, three, four years? Mm-hmm. At the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at the receiving court. Will Vereen, he's coming back off of um, 20 CO. He missed the whole 2019 season. So he's back healthy. Uh, he catch the ball, blazing speed, powerful. You know, he, when he gets the ball, he can pretty much do what he wants to do with it. Um, then you got Shaquan Davis, who probably could be one of the top wide receivers in the country at six five. He's a sophomore. So, you know, we, we have a bunch of young kids on offense, but they enjoy playing together. They they're together, they're a unit. And um our our, our punter is a freshman, our kicker's a freshman, our punter wow. uh, Dyson Roberts. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a freshman. So that's one of those things to where I understand why Coach Pugh said, Okay, hey. I'm enjoying this. I want to stick around for a little bit longer because these guys are exciting to watch. They're learning together. They're not. There's no one person above the rest. You'll never see a big name, except mm-hmm. for probably on defense. And still, Jacoby's still a team player. So, the fact that this offense have they're, they're still finding their way a little bit, but they're able to limit their mistakes and 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 perform well enough for us to win some ball games. Mm-hmm. And defensively. The team's giving up 25 points per game. I know you've mentioned to Kobe Durant several times, of course, the senior defensive back. Me, act defensive player of the year. So other than him, and you can go into more detail about him for our listeners who aren't familiar with him, but aside from him, what are some other names uh, that we can expect to hear being called a lot and that you guys are counting on to make some plays for South Carolina State on Saturday? Well, you think about the secondary, and you got to have a solid secondary to go against Sanders, Shador Sanders, probably. Well, he's not probably. He is the top freshman in the country. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, great football IQ, excellent passer. Uh, he's a coach on himself. You know, I'm pretty sure that Coach Prime has, has him tuned to call plays on his own. So, mm-hmm. uh, in the secondary, Kobe's going to be the leader, no doubt. But you still got Jalen Bart, strong safety. It's a fair Kelly. Uh, those guys are a unit back there in the secondary that that, that you hear you hear those names a lot. But um, linebacker wise, you got uh, Chad Gilchrist. He's our senior leader at linebacker. B.J. Davis. Um, <laughs> he has a motor that won't turn off. He's all over the field. But if I had to pinpoint the strength at this point and coming into preseason, we were kind of skeptical about our defensive line because they were so young. I think they're the, they're the glue to the defense. Besides. The secondary when you got Jablonski Green, I mean he oh he's an animal. <laughs> Almost like 17, 18 tackles for loss. Came on late a little bit, started out as a linebacker, but we moved into defensive line and he's been phenomenal for us there. Um Daryl Brown, um another senior leader at nose tackle. He's 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 been solid there for us. Um Octavian Mentor, 
those guys are um, freshmen. He's a freshman, all me at. And he's been solid at the defense uh, tackle position. And Patrick Garbo, he's the other defensive man. He is a amazing talent. Played as a true freshman last year. And this year he's come on with the uh, addition of Jablonski Green. So those two guys on the defensive end side of the ball, you're going you're gonna to enjoy watching them play. They have blazing speed. They're strong. They'll get after you. And they play with a lot of passion. So um, the defense, again, like it's just – there's nobody that really stands out. You know, you think of in the past, you know, you know, we, we had, I've, I've watched Darius, you know, Darius Leonard. I was with, I covered him his whole career. Uh, Javon Hargrave, those guys, Joe Thomas Jr. You know, it's like just talent, talent. The Kobe, again, he, he's still under the radar. I don't think people realize how talented this kid is because of the size, but, um, Again, I think I think he proved that against Clemson. That you know when he caught two interceptions against Clemson, that uh, when the lights are on, you know he'll show up. Absolutely. And now let's turn our attention to special teams really quickly. A unit that tends to get overlooked. I know South Carolina State has a pretty accurate field goal kicker, but I've noticed that their return coverage sometimes has been a detriment to the team. It's actually the worst coverage team in the MEAC, and I know. Coach Pugh is uh, he's well prepared. He's been game planning, and I know that he knows about our return unit on this end. Isaiah Bolden, first team all swag. A lot of teams don't like to kick to him. He broke the game wide open in the championship game, the swag championship game. It was a tight ball game, and they kicked it to him. He took a ninety-one yard to the house, and we never looked back. Have a dangerous return man, Ed Mormon Newman, who returns punts. So you know, just what do you think his game plan is? Or is that something that he's stressing to the team? Has that cost you any games this year, that kick coverage? Well, you know, I'm not a coach. So I'm not going to sit there and say I know. But, but if I was a coach, I would definitely not kick to your guys. So <laughs> that's, that's one-on-one, special teams one-on-one. But, you know, without special teams, they're young. You know, we go back to the fact that we got to understand that these kids are like freshmen and sophomores. They're young. They're finding their way. And, you know, we gave up a lot of big plays this year on special teams, you know. Um, some – could have heard us but didn't. So mm-hmm. I think that these guys have learned from that, and that we understand that we're facing a, a tremendous talent in Jackson State on, on, on like, just in every in every aspect of kicking the ball off or punting. Mm-hmm. And we got to have our game plan together. Um, and I'm pretty sure Coach Pugh and the guys have, have really, like, gotten that a game plan together to study that. I mean, like, no one wants to kick the Jackson State. I mean, it does. <laughs> if you do, you just get what you deserve. You know, these, these guys, they can – I mean – just like you say, they they're probably one of the best in the country at at, at on special teams. So we got to play an A game. We got to make sure that we do what we got to do and, and, and not don't make not make any mistakes and tackle for one thing. Because if you miss a tackle on Jackson State, that's it. It's going to the house. That's seven points. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that we have to make sure we do: tackle, play smart on special teams, and um and cover well. Do what we got to mm-hmm. do. I'm pretty sure, Coach uh Bird, Steve Bird. We'll definitely make sure our guys are prepared, along with Coach Pugh and the coaching staff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And last thing, Kendrick, I, I know why well, I doubt that you're in on those coaching meetings. I mean, you may <laughs> you may be in on it. I know you've been around the program a while, but uh, regardless, you've been around Coach Pugh a while, definitely. What do you think his message is to this team? Obviously, South Carolina State is the underdog, looking at the spread. But going into such a big game with so much on the line, what do you think his message is to the team, and what do you think they need to do in order to come away with the win on Saturday? Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Coach Pugh said it plain and simple. We're still South Carolina State. 
mm-hmm. no matter who we're playing. And we're going to go out there and represent South Carolina State to the best of our ability and like we should. I mean, there's we're not an eight-time MIAC champion for nothing. We don't have four Hall of Famers and, mm-hmm. and guys that's in the league for nothing. And we live off pride of being South Carolina State. Uh, we got to go out there and play our best game, you know, no matter who we play, whether it's Jackson State or anybody else. We got to play our best game, and we got to play with passion and intensity like we want to be there and like we belong to be there. So Coach Pugh is going to have these guys ready to go. He's going to—he's not going to sugarcoat anything for them. He's going to say, hey. But the most part about it, he's going to say, hey, have fun. Mm-hmm. Have fun. You know, this is a – this is like some of these guys are going to be like at all when, when they when they get to mm-hmm. you know, these bins. You know, that's like you're in a bowl game, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one of the things that, you know, he doesn't put too much pressure on these guys. He said, hey, you know, enjoy the moment. Have fun. But, yeah. This is a business trip. This is, we're not here for fun. Absolutely. So we're definitely looking forward to being in Atlanta um, on Saturday and, you know, taking on the Jackson State Tigers. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Well, We are looking forward to it. We're talking about HBCU National Championship on the line. No the doubt. National broadcast, a sellout crowd. What more can you ask for? You guys are ready to go. We're definitely ready to go. Our fans, are, I think they started leaving on Monday. <laughs> so we look forward to just a great environment, a festive atmosphere, a lot of fun, yes. a lot of good food, and a, hopefully a very competitive game. So again, thank you for joining. You guys be safe uh, heading there, and uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, thank you for having me. You guys be blessed, and we'll see you on Saturday. Absolutely. And that'll do it for episode 216 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Download it subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag The I Love. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.